Hey guys, it's Lauren. Hey, it's Molly. And welcome back to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. This week we have on Amanda from Nissa, New York, one of our friends from FIT. And we talk all about fashion and being an FIT student and all that comes with that and hustle culture and burnout and, you know, all the fun things that happen post-college. So give it a listen. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys. (laughs) Hello. Um, We have a special guest today. We are with Queen of All Queens, founder, designer, amazing entrepreneur queen, Amanda Hoffman of Nissa. New York, my queen. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yeah. So, Amanda, do you just want to kind of like give a little intro just yeah, to our Okay, sure. So, I'm Amanda. I am the owner, designer, founder of Nissa New York. Um, so, I went to FIT and I studied fashion design. And then during COVID, I kind of started my brand and started taking it seriously on Instagram. Um, And it kind of just kind of grew through that. Um, Over time, I kind of worked with influencers and different things and grew my brand and like expanded my content and all that. So yeah, and now I'm still working, still doing it. It's constantly growing. I was carried at a couple stores, some online, some here in the city. Um, so yeah, I'm constantly trying to f- grow it even more. That's kind of like where I'm at, where it's like I started doing it by hand. I was hand making everything. Um, and now I do some handmade stuff, but now it's mostly production because of demand. So yeah, the growth has been really great. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for it to grow some more so I can like expand my designs even more. So that's yes, kind of a little literally thing. so impressive. It also makes me laugh that like we all went to FIT and well, I mean, I didn't know you guys when I was there and I feel like I didn't know yeah. you. Amanda and I didn't know each other either. The fun no. thing, um, I first recorded the first time Lauren and I recorded together was right before you asked me to model, Amanda like oh yeah and in the podcast episode Lauren and I were like oh my gosh like the girl literally we were like she's so cool um we love the brand and we were talking about how like you were had stuff and Lisa says god and we're like oh my gosh she's so cool and then literally like a week after you were like hey you want to model and then that's how we became friends so it's so hilarious so funny like that was just like what like in may like april and may yeah yeah like really recently i feel like yeah and so like yeah amanda and i are very good friends like after that really good friends (laughs) um and then after lauren and i recorded we have become friends even though we're across the country which is yeah so So, love it it. i have more friends in new york now than i did when i lived there so how does that make any sense but right so weird and molly's got like all the connections here like. oh literally i think molly knows absolutely everyone in new york i, I just love to talk <laughs> <laughs> i mean so do i but <laughs> i yeah you know everybody i'm like do you know somebody that does podcasts intros and outros she's like oh, i could like ask around i'm like yeah of course you probably know somebody so yeah, she's like i'll find someone <laughs> yeah no literally but... and they'll be good too which is exactly like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
course. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I literally, every time I see you like post like um, your new stuff on Instagram, I'm like, I literally want to buy every single thing. The new dress that you have, the sheer one with the parts. Uh, I sent it to Molly. I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, <laughs> I need to buy this. <laughs> no, I was like, really, yeah, she needs to. No, I sent it to her and I was like, I forget what I said. And you were like, I'm modeling it like whenever this coming weekend. I'm like, of course you are. Why should I just guess that? Yeah. I literally, yeah, literally the, the next two weekends, Amanda and I are shooting stuff for the. Yeah. I love it. yeah. I said to Molly, I was like, oh, when do you want to record next? And she's like, I actually have like three shoots in one week. And I was like, of course you do. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's so funny. Cause like, I can just hit up Molly at any time. Like, Hey, I kind of need content. And she'll be like, all right, I got a makeup artist. I'm good. I can get you models. Like, it's good. <laughs> yeah, literally the last time we shot, we like literally planned it within like three days, maybe. Amanda yeah. ordered like a, a backdrop on Amazon. I so was right the makeup artist hit me up one time and I was like, oh, let me just ask her. And then she ended up being amazing. She like, was I, amazing. I love her. Like, amazing. Uh, Sabrina, so I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about you. You're amazing. Like the best makeup artist I've ever worked with. And then no, I hit her up again and she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. My queen. She's so sweet. And she like focuses on people's face specifically and I yeah. think that's so nice. important. Like she'll do what oh, looks definitely. good on that specific person. Like that's yeah. so important. And no one does that. No, no. Like, no. She takes the time no. to like, she asked me for the photos of the models. That's why I asked you. Um, because like, she like takes the time to like plan the look for like the certain people's face, their skin type, like their skin tone, like all that kind of stuff, which like most makeup artists wow, just like- she actually yeah, I feel like she most makeup cool. artists are like, mm, I have one sheet of foundation and like, I hope to God it matches everybody. Like. Yeah, right. Yeah, she came with like a full spread like of stuff. Yeah, she's amazing. I love, that's why I love like doing stuff with like you, Amanda. Like we work so well together. I love doing yeah. stuff with um like Grace. Like we work so well together. Like a couple weekends ago, we um, randomly styled a music video for like a director that I knew. And um, it was just like, so it's just so fun to like work with creative people. And my mom's always like, like, oh my gosh like you need to get paid for this I'm like girl I don't want to I feel like that'll ruin my things but like obviously yeah <laughs> gotta have a hobby I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hot beautiful stunning successful perfect model stylist actress musician um but for now I love just I love being creative I've always like played dress up when I was a kid so I was like this is the same exact thing exactly yeah literally, I literally like it's as playing dress up <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Every time you guys have a shoot, I'm like, why the fuck do I live in Ohio? I was like, I'm so jealous. No, literally. But like, I'm like, no, oh my God, I want to come. Next time you come. Oh, I'll be oh, at everything. Yeah. Lauren and I were saying we need to do a, um, a photo shoot for like the podcast for like promo and stuff. Oh, um, yes. Gonna yeah. some, some Nissa clothes. Yes. Yes. yes 100%. Y'all know I have backdrops. So. <laughs> <laughs> She has an orange one. It'll be perfect. But I know orange. orange one, and I was like, "Oh, we need this." I was yeah. like, "We need to take pictures." Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like trying to find a photo of us together, and I was like, "Literally, the only one we have is from graduation." Like, how is that possible? That's it. That's literally the only one. I was like, I don't think I can use this for like podcast promo. <laughs> not about school so yeah, we should have we should have took our gowns off. <laughs> took also, because we look absolutely ridiculous in the photo. Like, we yeah. look like we have no shape and we're just hands <laughs> and feet. Like, that's all. <laughs> we have no torso. 
but it's fine. Um, oh yeah, but we were talking, um, uh, Lauren and I were talking about, um, we wanted to hear about your experiences um, with like work. Cause we've talked about it before, how like going to FIT, like there's a lot of focus on like hustle culture and like being like, you have to be the best. And I know you of all people will be able to speak on this because you were in fashion design. And I think you guys, that's pushed on you like even harder than it was pushed on us. So like, yeah. what, were, what, were your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so when I started going to FIT, so like my goal was always like, you know, I always said, oh, I'm going to work for a company and then I'll start my own kind of thing, you know, like the mm-hmm. typical, like, you know, I'm going to work for someone else first and then I'll right. work for myself or something. Um, so in that mindset, I've, my high school was like that too, in the sense where it's like, you should be the absolute best kind of thing. And like, I was very, you know, art driven. I am not academic driven, like, <laughs> like math class. absolutely. <laughs> art class hundred. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that's what I was, but I was very driven in the art field, obviously. So then when I went to FIT, it was definitely like, yeah, I want to be the best of my class. Absolutely. Like that was my mindset before I even got there. Um, and like, I liked it, but it was because I had a good experience and feeling like that. Like I, it pushed me to be one of the best in my class. Like I really wanted to be in special occasion. That's the most difficult specialization to get into. Like I wanted to be picked for, uh, you know, exhibition or something. Like I wanted to be all those things. And it didn't, it wasn't really bad for me just because like I worked hard to make those things happen. Yeah. Um, And that was, you know, it's my passion. So I, want it anyway and it you know what I mean so yeah but the funny thing is like I didn't anticipate NISA happening as early as it did mm-hmm. and so once COVID hit and NISA started to take off mm-hmm. my goals kind of changed which I still wanted to be the best in my class but I didn't necessarily have as much drive to like work for the best company Like my goal was to like, if I was still in the same mindset that I was when I was a freshman, I probably would have been like, okay, like I interned at like Oscar de la Renta. I would have wanted to work there. I would have done whatever I had to do to get a job there. Right. Like, which I definitely could have. I mean, they weren't hiring because of COVID, but (laughs) But I could have really inched my way in there if I really wanted to, you know, like I would have made it work. I would have made it happen. But because of Nissa, like, I realized it was, you know, already an option in my mind, but like, I want to work for myself. Like I like working for Oscar de la Renta would have been amazing, but like, I want to work for myself. Like I'm not going to be happy working for anybody else. Like, yeah, that's all I care about. Cause for me, you know, it's hard. Cause it's like, well, I don't care about your company as much as I care about mine. <laughs> like, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, that mindset, I still have it, but now it's just kind of in different areas. Like now that Nissa became a thing, I'm like, oh, well, that's what I want. 
rather than, yeah. and I want to be the best I can be in that rather than like the best employee at the best company kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like a good, like, I think that makes sense because it's like something you wanted. Like, I think putting pressure on yourself to succeed at something you don't even want, like that's where it gets bad. And yeah. I think like it pushed you in the right direction because it's already something that you wanted. Yeah. I feel like that's when it, it gets bad is when you're pushed to succeed in something that you don't even really want. And then say like in your major, if you're being pushed to be the best and blah, 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 but you're not even really sure about it. And then your school or like wherever you are, doesn't help you in encouraging you in like exploring different avenues. Like that's when it gets really bad because then it becomes super negative and you're, you're just like, working to get a job and like that's just like not you got to do what you're passionate about and I think that's like you've like started to like master that because you create clothes that like I was watching your TikTok the other day how you were saying um you create everything that you like yourself and like you're not gonna design anything that you don't like and that's like key yeah I always find that funny because it's like so many designers like wouldn't wear what they design and I just don't understand it never yeah. made any sense to me I was like why yeah, are you like, it then how do you even feel confident in what you're designing if you wouldn't wear it like right I don't know. like I guess I mean for at least for ready to wear like all right. the stuff that I design is like something I want like I wanted this cardigan in this combo and that's why I made it yeah and yeah. now I'm like all right maybe everyone else will too like that's just how that's how my brand started in the first place. Like it would be like, oh, someone would like something and I made it. So it was like, well, I should sell it. Like, yeah, exactly. so, but yeah, I feel like if you're not passionate, it's not going to feel right. And FIT is a school where you need to know that you're passionate. Oh, why? If you're not, it's not going to work. And no. like, that's why it worked so well for me because like I knew from the very beginning that that was my thing, but like, I have some friends that like really crumbled there because it was like, yeah. they didn't like their major and you have to. <laughs> like, Yeah. Cause it's shoved down your throat from day one. Like, and I, it's so yeah. hard to transfer. Oh, like major. Oh, yeah. I think that was, cause it's not real. Like there's no, no. real credits unless you're there. <laughs> no, exactly. It's not like you can really transfer out of there either. Like it's, right. I don't know. I think my whole thing with FIT was like, I, enjoyed my time there. Cause I knew it, it like, same thing. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do post-college. Like I had my goals like very much set, but I think it was yes. watching like all the people around me and like all the people in my major, just kind of like not knowing what they wanted to do and then being stuck. And then everyone was just kind of collectively miserable. I mean, okay. This mm-hmm. is at least my experience. It could be totally different across other majors and stuff, but it was just like a weird environment to be around. Cause it's like constantly pushed that. And I think this is with any school that like, you need to be the best in your field. And I think there was just like this, always this like weird underlying competition with everyone else. And I was always there and I'm like, I don't even want to do what you guys want to do. Like not, yeah. like, I don't think most of us are going to end up vying for the same job. I mean, some of us maybe, but like, I don't know, I guess maybe I've just realized that I don't want to be competitive with people that I would want to be friends with. Maybe that sounds like very naive, but I think it's just FIT became a lot by the end of it. And I was just like sick of it. But I think it's also because I would, by the end of it, I was so ready to not be in school and like Mm -hmm. knew that I already like wanted to work. And I mean, obviously I wanted to work, but like already knew what I wanted to do by like 
sophomore year, I could have probably just done my associates and been done, but I don't know. I think it's being around people that just like you're get stuck in your major and then it's kind of like, well, figure it out. And it's a weird environment to be in. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting because for fashion design, like it was pretty competitive, but like, I liked that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, (laughs) I think it's different too, maybe. I mean, you, this, you probably have a better take on this, but like for designer, like creative majors, I'm like, that makes so much sense for it to be like very competitive with your peers, because I don't know. I just, with creative, yeah. things, it makes more sense to me, but I'm like, we're going for business degrees. Like there is like no yeah. difference really. I mean, there's difference in skill level, but like, there's no real difference in our baseline knowledge. So why are we so competitive with each other to the point where like people didn't want to be friends? Like, yeah, yeah. makes no sense to me. And yeah. I think like, it was also like people got more and more competitive, obviously, as we got like later into our degrees and I was just like, you guys suck. I'm like, I'm so fucking done with this. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But like, it was just a very weird experience. And I think like now I think back to like a lot of our classes and I realized like they, at least in our majors, they really did not prepare us for like, these are the jobs you're going to look for, like possible career paths when you leave school. Like these are the million things you can do because I think about like the job I have now, like I wouldn't have considered this when I started school or like I wouldn't have found it unless it found me. So, and this is like, I'm so happy in my job. So I, yeah, I think it's like FIT pushes a very much like corporate style job that you need to go into afterwards. And I think that's across all majors. And I think like, I don't think a lot of people realize that like, that's not the end all be all of having a successful career. Molly and I were talking about, or I was telling Molly earlier, I was like, I just like realized also I haven't talking for so long, sorry. But like, I realized that I feel like for the past like four and a half years, I've been like, and I, it's probably the same for you guys too. Like just been like hustling so hard to get to the place where I am now that like, I literally last night was just like laying in bed and I'm like, okay, I feel like I can actually like kind of calm down and like maybe like take a step back and like actually enjoy where I am and like the process of life and all that. And like, I don't need to be in like fight or flight mode all the time. Like, I don't know if you guys feel this way too. Maybe it's just like a post-college thing, but yeah, I don't know. No, it definitely is. Feels like that sometimes for me. I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're different. You have your own business too. So I, it's it's solely because I have a business and I'm working at a company at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I didn't have Nissa, then I would absolutely feel how you're feeling. Like I kind of felt like that. I had like a lull and it just stopped recently where I was just working and I was kind of neglecting my business a lot because I was like, you know, dealing with like adjusting. Um, And I just finally have gotten back to it and I feel so much better. But in that time it was like very, you can breathe because you come home from work and like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like nonstop, like nonstop, but you know, I I liked it. You're working in the office to do that. I don't understand. Like you have to work in the office 
all every day every week like Lauren and I are like hybrids so thank fucking hybrid if if anyone's hiring hybrid let me know because no that would be so much like I can't imagine how like I I, like I obviously understand how you like put this on the back burner for a little bit because oh I did the exact same home at six o'clock like yeah because you had the same thing with sister stars too Lauren like yeah because I was there's no time yeah I started this like in well like restarted this in like the beginning of the pandemic and then like obviously had all that time was still in school could focus so much time on it and then it was like I started my job full time and then I was like oh wait like I have no fucking time to do anything and I think like well Molly and I were talking earlier and I was saying to her I'm like this year I was like we're making the podcast blow up like this is my goal like you know whatever and then like when I was just saying about like being in a lull in like life and feeling like I can actually experience it. I feel like maybe like, I feel like work-wise, like career-wise in my actual job, like I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm like semi-comfortable and like, don't feel like I have to keep like fighting forward to the next best thing. Cause like, I'm good where I am. But now I feel like all that energy is being put into this and like mm-hmm. making the podcast and like all that, you know, a bigger thing. And I think that's like a nice part about, getting out of college and like being in a job is I feel like you finally have time to actually do completely what you want to do because you have your career hopefully and you have the money to invest into your side hustle and I mean I'm the same way I don't want to work for somebody for the rest of my life like I literally cannot imagine having a boss when I'm 50 years old so yeah well and you know what's like kind of interesting I was I had like a realization last night about this, but so I work for a children's wear company Mm -hmm. and like the fashion industry is just like annoying. And so like, if you work, my company isn't necessarily like this, but they're all kind of like this, where it's like, if you have your own company, that's like a conflict of interest. So that's like, they shouldn't know about that. (laughs) Um, But so what I was like realizing was like, my job's like, whatever, I, you know, I don't care, but, <laughs> but, um, it's like, I feel like Nissa is so much of my life. Like that's my baby. That's like a part yeah. of my identity. And so like everyone there doesn't understand the full scope of it. And like, probably doesn't even know about it for the most part. And like, it's like, I'm living a double life for like nine hours a day. Yeah. Like, like no one has no idea about me. And it's like, that's all I care about. So it's like the weirdest thing. Like, I think honestly, like, that's one of the reasons why like this job, I like don't really care. And I don't like it. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, but it's like weird. Like, it's a weird thing to realize where it's like, they have no idea. Yeah. No, that's (laughs) like, That's so funny you say that because I was talking to this girl I work with and she's actually starting her and her friend are like starting their own podcast actually. And she was like, I'm so excited to have like my own business now. Cause she's like, now when I like introduce myself to people, I'm not like, Oh, I'm an employee of like XYZ company. You can be like, Oh, I have this company. Like this is me. Like this is an extension of myself. And I think about that with citrus diaries. Like I, whenever I meet new people, I never tell them about this. I don't know why, but like, I'm like, oh, I work for like wherever, but I'm like, I should be introducing myself as like this. This is like actually me. Like it's an extension of me, but that's, I understand what you're saying. Like 
it's, it's interesting. Cause I, at work too, I'm like, oh, I can't work on anything of my own. I have to like, act like that doesn't exist for eight hours a day. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. crazy. At my work, that's the one thing I really love about my job. And I can like totally understand Amanda how like that, it feels like you're living a double life because that's so much of your life. And, um, my company is so into like, all of their employees side hustles like the one girl who was a podcast producer she who'd like just left she was a dancer so like she like it was almost like everybody knows that like working at the company is like our side hustle and then like our passions are like the top priority like some people are like singers and some people are like uh, doing other things and then like they know I do like influencing stuff and like TikTok and it's like they they all like want to like share and talk about it and they all like want to follow each other and be involved in everybody's things and like we're gonna go see one of our um co-workers like dance things one day and so I can totally understand how like that's a huge part of the reason why I love my job so I can totally see how like you feel like detached from yours because there's no like personal get to know because it's, it's all of you and you can't share it right yeah it's weird it's definitely weird like I had that realization it like all made sense because I was like yeah that's why I'm like not happy I'm not it's fine like it's a fine job yeah, but it's yeah. like I'm not happy to be there I'm yeah, not excited to be there. there yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's like oh, we're living in a Hannah Montana moment yeah yeah <laughs> I am Hannah Montana so but it's like it's, it's like you know when shows um when they like say that like a character is at work but like you never see them because it's always like showing the rest of their life like I feel like that's how your job is like yeah. it's your job but like it's like not a key plot point at all no exactly I know I'm like I just gotta keep pushing and growing because I really just like want it to be my full-time job like I don't want to have yeah. to work somewhere and I think the like the rate at which you like grew and blew up oh. like hello tiny jewish girl is wearing your stuff i My love her queen. she's really so nice incredible. she was just in paper magazine like hello oh i know God. she's famous literally she's famous and she's in your stuff and she's worn your stuff multiple times like she really likes bad. it i know she's so her more things i know i gotta send her this cardigan oh my gosh she will die for it yeah she's I so you in it yeah I love her but yeah let's I want to hear more about like like what in like five ten years like what is your like dream for Nissa? like where like dream like wildest thing what do you like what do you want it to be like wildest dream well I want it to be like up and running to the point where like I can live off of it and like that's my only job maybe I could have like a couple employees Mm -hmm. I like the idea of it being small but like I want to have like an office maybe like if I could have it's hard because sometimes I think about wanting like a store like a physical store like I feel like that would be cool but at the same time like I want to keep things small like I want it to grow but I like the idea of keeping things small like within the company and stuff because like sometimes when companies get too big it's like too much like you know you guys know like Susan Alexandra yes like her size great (laughs) 
Yes. Like that in five years would be perfect. And then maybe even more after that. But I really would like to be carried at like really big retailers. Like if I could get into like Nordstrom, like oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Like that, that would be so cool. cool. So do you see, yourself, you see yourself still doing like, like ready to wear? Yeah, I really like ready to wear. That's so um, funny though, because you went, you like wanted to be in special occasions so bad, but I mean, yeah, you're still doing that too. Cause like your stuff was on Queen Ariana DeBose. That's like, yeah. You're so killing it. I want to do a mix. Like a lot of companies do a mix because, you know, ready to wear is more profitable because people will wear that. Right. Uh, But special occasion is more of like the art side. So I would say in five years, if I could have ready to wear, I would like my ready to wear to be more elevated. Like, I don't know if you guys know the brand Alice McCall. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would wear literally every single piece of clothing. Yeah. Like her stuff is very like refined, but vintage inspired. Yes. And that's what I want Nissa. Oh my gosh. I can so see it. Yeah, like I would like it to morph into that, but like my business needs to grow and my customer needs to grow and my like whole thing needs to grow. Because like the stuff that she creates, the price tag is so much more than mine, which I don't necessarily need to be in that price point, but like the the quality is different. Like I would like my stuff to like get more refined, but still be quirky and kitschy like it is. Yeah. So I would like it to be like that, but I also would like to be able to be at the point where I would be able to do more special occasion that coincides with the uh, ready to wear. Yeah, Um, I think I am doing spring a little bit like that. Um, I'm kind of planning spring already, but I have some pieces that are a little bit more dressy. And then I think I'm going to do a gown for fun. (laughs) I love that. I'm slowly trying to like morph no, those two. I can so see it. Like that's yeah. so attainable to where you are now. And like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love it. I can't who wait to is- spring. I'm so excited. Who is your dream person to like wear like one of your special occasion things? Like if you could have your um your piece in like Harper's Bazaar, like who do you want it to wear? Who do you want to wear it? <laughs> hmm. That's hard. I don't know. I don't know why, but like the first person that like popped in my mind was like Lady Gaga for some reason. <laughs> oh, amazing. But, I don't see it. No, I think that would make sense though. Yeah. Well, I've had pieces before that people were like, oh, she would wear that. And I was like, okay. Like I had a bodysuit that was like that. And I was like, okay. So for some reason <laughs> that like popped in my head. I don't know who like... I would specifically want I don't know I would just want it to be on the cover <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't care who wears it um uh, yeah I don't know I really feel um, like a good one. yeah I also feel like I just like I like people that like have an influence to wear it because then it yeah. like, helps me <laughs> yeah that uh, yeah, makes total sense. Yeah, I feel like even if like like a Kylie Jenner type did an editorial, it'd be sick. Yeah, oh, because yeah. like imagine how much so like you would literally blow up overnight. 
yeah love even yeah. more well it's funny like I'll like look into stuff like that um <laughs> and like okay you know Kylie Jenner's um best friend Stassi yes yes maybe yeah. uh, yes yeah, <laughs> um so I reached out to her manager one time <laughs> and you know craziest rates you would ever oh, imagine I literally can't I, I looked into it because it's weird like with influencers like that sometimes they'll tag a brand and it does nothing mm-hmm. and then sometimes yeah. they'll tag a brand and it like blows them up yeah and her rate I'm just not risking it no I don't know anyone that has that rate what <laughs> like how many figures is it five figures oh, and like how- I found and not on the low side. <laughs> that does not surprise me because do you guys, this is yeah. so random, but do you guys remember when the whole thing with um James Charles's rates came out like a couple of years ago and he charged yeah. like 60K for an Instagram post or something and like people were freaking out. And now I'm like, I work in brand partnerships and I'm like, this is like not surprising at this point. No. People's rates are fucking absurd. Yeah, I just found, I found out at work, like, cause I learn a lot about, I don't work with influencers, but um my I like my team mates have been um working with like different like skincare brands and stuff and they've sent people things to people like Drew Barrymore and like Anne Hathaway and Brooke Shields and all that kind of stuff um yeah. but then we were talking about somebody I don't know like if I should name them but like a very a very famous person um <laughs> who has about like four thousand followers four thousand four million 4,000. I was being like oh yeah four thousand yeah on Instagram Instagram <laughs> and their rates were like 150k for like an Instagram story it like does not surprise me no it's imagine I like how do you get to that level like I want that to be my job Molly you can only do that on TikTok why aren't Dude. you doing brand partnerships I I try I just haven't had the time to like do a bunch of like emailing and stuff because I've been oh, getting settled into offering myself up again I'll do it (laughs) (laughs) but um literally oh wait I'll I'll let you finish that no I also right now I'm shadow banned which is really fun but (laughs) I think I am too and I have like two followers so I don't know how that makes sense um but no I do do some partnership stuff but it's like you really got to learn how to like negotiate for your money because everyone will always ask you to do it for free at first and I didn't realize that well (laughs) I do no, some of that shit is crazy because a big part of like my job is I do brand partnerships. Um, and, but like, I'm reaching out to the brands or like dealing with the brands for an influencer and like some of the brands, what they come back with, I'm like, this is insulting. Like, and it's not even for me, but like, I'm taking it personally. I'm like, you're going to offer me $50 for this video. Like, fuck you. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's so, and it's, it's like, so funny. I know it's like on the brand side of it. I'm not paying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like on one hand, I'm like, good for you, Molly. Like you got paid and that's sick and they should pay you because you'd put a lot of work in. But then on the other side, I'm like, I can give you clothes. Yeah. I have money. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, um, yours, like you have something to give them and you're not like, okay, we need you to do three Instagram yeah. stories and that's a few posts and a TikTok. Like that's what happens. Like they tell me they need that, but then they'll just like like send me like a hair scrunchie and I'm like I'm not going to talk about your brand for like on all different avenues 
for I like think a there's tweet. a difference between like PR gifting in the hopes of content being created and like asking for certain content and then just being like, yeah. well, I can give you this for free. Like, you know, whatever. Cause I'm like, I don't know. You can't ask for, I mean, this is just my opinion, but like, you can't ask for something specific and then be like, oh, well, I'm not going to pay you. Cause I mean, yeah. for most people at the end of the day, like it's their job. So but yeah. I think like, yeah, and that's what you do. But I think it's also like, it's the bigger brands that make me annoyed. It's like the brands that I yeah. know they're coming in with millions a year and they're coming back with like a $50 budget. I'm like, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, small I brands, that yeah. Cause small brands all the time. Like we're like, oh yeah, whatever. We're like, we'll negotiate our rates down. Like, cause I don't know, like you want to help people out and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like the big brands. Like I remember like fucking we didn't work with them so I can say who it is but like Clorox reached out because they're doing some like greenwashing fucking shit product and mm-hmm. um they were like we want three TikTok videos two Instagram frames and an Instagram post for $150 I was like no what like that would be like a couple <laughs> thousand are you kidding me that's yeah. yeah it's always the ones with the biggest things that like have the audacity like I, don't I, even call that. Computer. I was like I cannot do this <laughs> I had um I didn't get this either so I'll I don't care um yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it but it's called the pill club it's like yes birth control subscriptions and they reached out to me asked me for my rates and I gave them to them they have like 300,000 followers on Instagram right. and I gave them my rates they asked me to break it down with all this stuff and I did and they came back and they're like, okay, we can offer you a hundred dollars. And like what wow. they were asking me for was like $600 worth of work at least. And I was like, um, no, like, so, no, no. so I, I went back at them with like a camera. Oh, no. because... <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have just been like, no and bye. But, yeah. um, I did go back at them with like a counter offer, which was like reasonable. It was like literally like half of what I was offering them. Right. And they like just didn't answer me and then all of a sudden they're like um uh actually we're not really interested in working with you and then gone like you don't have to be insulting like you can just say hey this isn't in our budget thanks so much we'll reach out when it's in better alignment like literally I countered with a rise on the bridge after you asked me to break down all of these rates when you're running paid ads like all over right yeah and then you're just going to be like, sorry, we don't want to work out, work with you. You reach out to me. Yeah. Like, it's also like, don't be searching for paid sponsorships. If you don't have the budget to adequately do it. Like right. you're yeah. just going to end up getting a lot of pissed off people and it's only going to hurt you in the end. That's what I don't yeah. understand yeah. either. And yeah, yeah, no, I think a lot of brands don't look at influencer partnerships as part of their marketing budget. I mean, mm-hmm. I think maybe now more so there are a lot of brands that do, but I think like last year and like the year before I was doing stuff in brand partnerships too. And like so many brands are like, Oh, well, like we might have some like extra money laying around. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like should be the main part of like your marketing campaign. If you're a digitally based company. Yeah. It's, and that, you know, it's the main reason why nobody knows how to do those is because NFIT and places like that that are supposed to teach you about those things do not like no what you work oh, in no. and what I work in they know me about like radio and like yeah. newspaper advertising. Yes. I, what is what I'm am I gonna do? Yeah. 
newspaper and radio. I remember we had like whole ass courses that dealt with like that for like a major part of it. And I'm like, when am I ever going to do anything in that? Never. Newspaper is dead. It's so dead. (laughs) And like billboards. Right. Billboards. Okay. Maybe I can understand, but unless you're like working for a major ad agency with a huge client, you're not going to be doing a fucking billboard. Nobody's doing a billboard like other than like Gucci and like yes. big things like that. And yeah, that's not in anybody's major. Like, like small businesses right. are not doing billboards. The amount of it's billboards you're going to do in your career is like 0.5%. Like yeah. maybe one. Yeah. And I will say like influencers are really what helped my brand grow, period. Like yeah, right. I um went from like 5,000 to 10K because of influencers like and they weren't big influencers like yeah they had like 20k they had like 40k like they weren't like crazy influencers they were just like and I honestly think those are the best influencers that have that amount I was gonna because because they're the most in touch with their followers still but they still have a following like once you hit 100k they are not invested no, like people just want to look at them and that's it. But like yes. 20 to 30 K, they feel like they're friends. So they'll buy yes. the stuff they're promoting. Yes. Um, and I still stand by that, but they oh, really, yes. I seriously feel like influencers are really the way to help grow everything because yeah. it's like, exactly. A paid exactly. ad is not going to do that much. No, <laughs> and I think especially our demographic do not care about paid ads. Like I don't know. I mean, like if I see a paid ad, I'm like, oh, cool. Like maybe I'll look into that brand, but it's never going to like push me to buy something. But if I see somebody talking about something, most of the time I feel at least more comfortable with buying from a brand that maybe I've never heard of or a product I haven't tried before. And yeah, Yeah. all these brands that are like putting so much money into paid ads. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I remember we had like a client come to us a while ago and she was like, I want to do Facebook ads. And we were like, why? literally why what is the point we're not designing facebook ads we do not do facebook ads like it's yeah Yeah, i mean maybe for some brands that works but i was like you yeah i don't know you're wasting so much money with those yeah it's also funny like so a while ago i had been reached out to by a pr company and i um (laughs) well okay but it was like it's just funny to me. Like the, I know that they really blow up brands and I probably should get one, but I just can't get myself to pay someone to do what I can do already. No, like, girl. I'll Cause I, huh? I said, I'll help you. That's what I'm here All for. Right. No, because no, literally, literally we both will. Literally. I asked them like what exactly they would do to like help me. Like what, basically what am I paying for? And, um, they basically would just send products to, like influencers and stylists and stuff like that and I was like so you want me to pay you to do that and I have to I have to waste basically 15 pieces of product a month yeah that doesn't make any sense and that's not guaranteed that those people will post or talk about it that's the off chance forget it yeah, no, because it's, no I, I have my Rolodex of influencers yeah. and like, I know other people too. I can reach out to anybody I want and like, I can talk to them and like, get it guaranteed that they'll wear it and then yeah. send it. Why am I paying you for like a chance? Like, yeah. no. I was yeah. like, 
nothing because like so like, old school. Yeah, and I'm like. I don't get that. I was interning for this. This makes me think of it because I was interning for this woman. So I was on the opposite side of this. I was like doing brand reach out to send product for this woman. And she was a hot fucking mess. But she was like, I want to send out, I don't know, like 100 PR packages every month. And I was like, (laughs) and like, she didn't have the funds to like be doing that. And and she costs so much, so much money, so much money. And like, I was like, well, if you're not getting the return on your investment, why are we doing this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. She was like, well, like maybe they'll talk about it. And I was like, in what world does that make sense? I was like, you're going to be in bankruptcy in six months. And yeah, I don't understand that whole thing either because like some of these brands that will like reach out to us through work and they're like, we'll send you this whole package. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, we're not going to post about you. So why are you wasting your money? And like, most of the time you respond and we're like, don't send it. Like, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, the whole influencer thing is like very weird to me. I don't know. It is. It's very weird. I. It's That's like a very good and bad thing at the same time. Oh, definitely. And I think like a lot of it. I think maybe this was a problem more so like a year ago, but there was like so much like distrust in what people were talking about. I think influencers have now realized that they really can't pull that shit on their followers to like talk about stuff they don't actually believe in, but. I think like a lot of these brands that just like reach out, like, so we had this brand reach out and they were like, oh, we'll pay you. I don't know. I forgot what the rate was like a thousand dollars for X, Y, and Z content. And we were like, we've never tried the product. We've never even heard from you, like heard of you before. So why would we get paid to talk about this product that we don't even know if it's good or not? And like, I don't know. So I think these brands also like, aren't thinking about it from an integrity point of view. They just like want to get their product out in front of people, which I mean, I guess is marketing in general. It's always been that way, but I don't know. Yeah. And I guess like depending on the product. Yeah. Yeah. And it also shows like what companies are changing with the times and who's hiring younger people or who's keeping around the same old white dudes have been there for 35 years. You know, you can tell you could so tell. Yeah. And you can tell what social teams and what marketing teams have young people on the teams and which don't, because just from like communication and like also content being shown and stuff. I don't know. At least I feel like I can tell with some stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Gotta love marketing. Oh yeah. <laughs> love it so much. <laughs> None of that I learned at FIT in fashion design, but oh, great kind of I don't think most of what I do now I learned at FIT. I think that was something I realized the other day. I was like, I went to school and I got this degree in my minors and everything. And like, yeah, I guess I use it, but I don't know. I feel like I do so much more that I didn't learn at FIT. Like I was talking to this girl that I work with, like right before I left, because I don't know. We were talking about contracts. So fun. Um, and she was like, wait, you wrote our whole contract. I was like, yeah. And she was like, where she's like, did you learn that at FIT? I was like, no, I learned it from Google and like videos. Like, yeah, I can't believe that like, as part of our major that we didn't have a class on contracts and like the legal side of like fashion and you know, whatever. You didn't have to take a legal class. I had to take one. Oh no. (laughs) That makes no what? sense. They make, they make random people take different class. I had to take a business law class. No. Um, it was actually one of my favorite classes. My I know. I find it so, so funny. 
he literally was like an old Italian man who reminded me of my grandfather. Um, but yeah, I can't believe that. Like, I feel like we talked about this one time, Amanda, how FIT really just like doesn't, they set you up to work for a designer. They just don't set you up to create a brand yourself. Cause yeah, like they don't especially give you knowledge what? like about, they don't give you any of like the key knowledge about how like business works at all. Cause you need to know that. Right. Like at least for fashion design, it's like you learn how to make stuff, which is good. (laughs) Um, That's the main thing I learned there. But you don't learn anything business related whatsoever. You learn how to like work for a company, which to be honest is a good setup because it's realistic. Like everyone I know that I graduated with doesn't have a company. They work for a company. So right. it's like a safe bet. Yeah. Like it, they set you up to get a job and that's their job. So, you know, it's smart, but they don't give you as many options if you, if your goal is to actually have your own brand, because let's be real, everyone has a brand that went to FIT. Yeah. yeah. That, doesn't, like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, no. all right. So you post some projects you do on the side, like, cool. Like, are you selling your shit? Like it's not yeah, a business. Exactly. Well, it's like, and it's because no one knows how, because they don't teach you that they teach you, you know, that's your little side thing. And it's like, you don't learn any of that. And you really should, because if you want to do this as a real business for yourself, like it should be available. Like I didn't, I didn't learn anything about line sheets for a buyer. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that shit from Google. I had to learn that shit from trial and error. My girl, Gabriella or Gabrielle or whatever her name was from Lisa Says God, the chick that I was going back and forth with, she taught me so much. <laughs> like, and she was so nice because she knew like, I'm a small business. Like I make half my stuff. Like she gets right. it. She knew I had no idea what was going on, but I was like, buy my shit. <laughs> exactly. But you, you don't learn that stuff. Like you don't learn how to do line sheets. You don't learn business. You don't learn contracts. Like my dad does contracts. So he does all of mine. It's like, you don't learn those things. Marketing, you don't learn that. Like there's so much to a business that you don't learn where I figured it out. And if you want to figure it out, you will. But like, yeah, it's like, you really should know a little bit about business at least. I feel like <laughs> everyone needs to have like a basic just business class at FIT, like regardless of your major, like it doesn't need to be like a whole ass semester of stuff, but like just basic things, like what you were saying, like I feel like there's no harm in adding in a single class into oh. our curriculum because at least in mine, I felt like by by senior year, but like also by like my last semester, I was just taking the same classes that I had taken like over and over again. And I, Mm -hmm. that might've just been my major, but I was like, why can't we like put something new in here? I like, I don't know, but. Well, and to me, like for a special occasion, we had like the construction side, like draping and sewing. And then we had drawing and like fashion illustration is a dying art. (laughs) No one does it. Like, you can be an artist, like a fashion illustrator is an artist, like that's fine. But like the industry barely uses sketches anyway. Like they'll use a flat sketch rather than like, you know, this artistic drawing. Like it, when you're an assistant designer, you're not drawing period. So yeah. it's like, but um, I think we should have had business class. Like 
for your associates, drawing makes sense. You need to be able to communicate on paper your garment. But like, if you don't want to specialize in like illustration, you should have had business classes. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. something useful. Like, so yeah. I, don't I think know. that's so true. But I think what goes, if you don't have that, like we all kind of had to figure out like the other opposite side. I think the key is like having your own sort of like network. Because yeah, I feel like that's a huge sure. reason. Like, well, I mean, like, we all met because we are all in different things, and like, now we're a part of like a certain network. Like, me and you, Amanda, have been able to create so many things because, like, you just are like a good business owner. You're a nice person, and you know how to like be nice to people and run a business. So I think that's like a key thing to help out if you like don't have that training in like one or the other you know I think it's definitely important to have your community around your business even just even if you don't have your own business post-college because I think like I don't know you can always gain something from somebody else and like have somebody else help in all of it and like I think that's something especially I've realized like after college like with all of this like I know I have people I can reach out to like when I was figuring out like editing and all that like I had people who like sat down and taught me and like I think that's just like a big part of it and I think that's like something that like what I was saying before about FIT being so competitive I'm like I feel like if all of us like actually realize we have something to offer each other and like that we all have skill sets that we can help each other with like it would just be such a different atmosphere maybe I'm just bitter against FIT I don't know but it's kind of but you know I've been a good idea though like what? They should they should have like created some kind of like program to partner like a business student with a creative student. Like, that would have been so cool. Like that, so cool. Yeah, they should kind of mesh that more. I will say it's like when we started at FIT, they always said like, look around because these are your coworkers, and it's like yeah. it's so true. Like it is. I have so many connections just from knowing people there and it's important yeah. to have them. like oh I need a photographer I have like seven yeah. I need a makeup artist I know someone a stylist I got it like marketing we know it like you have yeah. someone for everything right there, and I feel like that's one of the that's... best it is yeah and we're all good yeah, yeah. that's that's, yeah, that's true. true like that it's not just like really oh I know someone yeah like, I know someone and they're talented FX yeah. really does put out good talent like I it's yeah. crazy it's a weird machine how it works but produces some really good people I, know. I mean hello look at three of us <laughs> <laughs> but like we're all like we're all have assets in like completely different things and like I've gotten so many opportunities because I've worked with Amanda and now I got my job now because I worked with Lauren and she, they knew I had experience on a podcast. So like, there's- oh yeah. And I talked you up on that. Yes. Call. I was like, yeah, oh my God, she's the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. Like you have to hire her. Exactly. Like if <laughs> anything, thought it was nuts. you're getting a good reference. <laughs> no, I've heard right. like, So I think that's like so important. And that's obviously like definitely one of the best parts of my tea. Oh, for sure. And I think yeah. even like, I've realized like after we've graduated, I think there's like a like the tension has broke almost between like at least people in my major this might just be amc students but like i feel like the tension has broke between all of us like being so competitive with one another slightly and i feel like now i could reach out to literally anybody even if i don't know them personally, and like they would be able to help like i don't know 
yeah no definitely yeah I know if I could reach out to like I have like seven different people that like if I don't know how to do this one thing right like Google ads like I know I can ask them because they'll like totally not I'll do your Google ads I actually know how to do that (laughs) if I ever say I need help with anything Lauren's like oh I can help you I know know. I'm like actually I know how to do that (laughs) or she'll be like oh you need an accountant here I'll give you mine (laughs) an accountant no, no, literally, literally. that is a situation that happens. I was happens. like, you want to get your LLC set up? I have somebody. Like, yeah. anybody and everybody I somehow have a connect to. But yeah, exactly. So just got to find your gals. No, and- that literally makes me laugh yeah. because my one of my friends out here in Columbus, her friend, or her friend, oh my God, her boyfriend is in construction and whatever. He like is starting his own business with all of that. And he was like, can you like help with this? And I'm, oh yeah, I know so much about construction. Let me just consult about this whole brand creation, even though I know jack shit, but I guess you have to think it till you make it. Anything, anything exciting you're up to just in general? Yeah. What am I doing? Um, I'm finishing the Valentine's Day collection. Yes. That's so exciting. We're shooting on Sunday. Well, one of our photos is on Sunday. Um, and I'm hoping to finish sewing everything on Saturday. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad these cardigans came though. Cause I used a different too. factory and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a different factory. And I was like kind of nervous. Cause like, you never know. Um, yeah. But they came early and they're better than I even expected. So that's good. Well, they look literally so beautiful from yeah. the slight bit I can see in your zoom screen, but I I'm so excited to see the pictures I know yeah, it's, it's so cool awesome. like as a friend to like see like something that you were like a fan of and then like now you're their friend <laughs> sorry <laughs> um and now like I remember when you had the brown one and you're like should I do the brown but I really like the red and I think that goes back to like you just ultimately design what you like because you think yeah. the red it looks so good and it's so funny because it's like most of the time I have an instinct about it. Like, it's like, mm, all right, I could do brown looks cool and it goes with it right now. But like, I feel like red would be cooler. And then it ends up like everyone votes that. And I'm like, knew it. <laughs> like, usually when people vote for stuff, like I always take a poll because I need to know everyone's opinion. Because um, I'll listen to it. But they usually agree with me. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we usually have the same style. So it like works out. But yeah, I yeah, realized more than ever about trusting your gut. Like, it yeah, always ends up working out. Yeah. Well, and the, there was one time it didn't, and it, <laughs> but it, but in a good way. Like, oh, so okay. the I did a pink set. Like it was a top and a skirt knit, and it was like a pink floral set. Yes, I remember. Um, and Lisa says God bought it. I almost didn't produce it because I was like. I don't know if I really like it. Like it wasn't, it was, first of all, it was supposed to be gingham. And then that the factory did it and it was horrid. So (laughs) I didn't do it. And I was like, all right, we're going to switch it to flowers. So then we did that. And then I got the sample and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. It's kind of boring. And then Lisa says God bought it and it sold out within a couple hours and they (laughs) wanted to buy more and it ended up being too late. So they couldn't buy more like for the season, but it did so well and I was like that is so weird because I was like this is eh." (laughs) that's so funny wait I that's made me think of it I have a question how did you pick like your factory to produce in like was that a very hard process or yeah so funny enough 
my friend has a friend that has a clothing brand and he had been producing for a bit and you know there's a thing in the industry where it's like you don't really ask for people's factories it's kind of like taboo because they don't want to give it to you right because it's like well now they're gonna the factory is gonna be focused on your shit and not mine so no kind of thing and I'm not gonna lie that's kind of how I am but (laughs) so I didn't ask this guy I just kind of was like hey we should collab like I think my customers would love knitwear and this guy's kind of like the artsy type I don't think he was like in his creative mindset like I don't think he wanted to do anything at that point but he just was like do you just want my factory and I was like yeah So that's kind of how it started. He gave me his knitwear factory. And then after that, since I knew he was willing to give it to me, I asked him for his Woven's factory too. And I just, this past fall, used the Woven's factory for the first time. Um, and they were amazing. So, oh, but yeah. my the knit factory was so good for so long. And then I don't know what happened last season, like for fall, they screwed me. Like, I don't know. There was definitely something going on at the factory that they weren't telling me. And like, they killed me. Like I couldn't, everything that I did, I couldn't produce it because they like took a month to do samples, which usually takes about a week. Oh God. So that was already bad. They weren't communicating with me about deadlines. They kept missing them. It was a disaster. And then like they raised prices to like double what I'm used to. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like it was a disaster. So I stopped using them. I didn't produce and I just did wovens and it ended up being fine, but it's still a learning curve with factories. That's did you have, sure. did you have a hard time like finding a factory that you felt like comfortable, like ethically using? Yeah. Well, so the two that I use are in a, they're in the silk capital of China and it's apparently like a very trendy area. It's not like, this sweatshop area yeah (laughs) so I feel good about it and like I know like for example like the knitwear factory like all Mm -hmm. that stuff's made by machines like it's not like people so it's like you know people are operating the machines obviously but yeah um so yeah I feel like fine about that and like I have good communication with the people that work there which is nice um yeah I was interesting because I feel like you hear a lot about production factories and like all the terrible things about it so I was just curious like I don't know your take on all of that so that's yeah it's definitely like one day I would really love to have the budget to go there and like see it um I honestly would really like to like produce in the states but like it's just not in my budget like it's it's so expensive um so yeah, it's like yeah, like I know some factories in the city, but like their prices are ridiculous. Oh, it's I like can not even worth it. So um, eventually, I would like to do that. But that's cool. Um, until then, yeah, I got my people overseas, and like it's good. I have had my fair share of like mishaps already, but it's still kind of a learning curve. And like you know with new factories, it's kind of difficult. Like, I feel like I'm constantly fighting with them. <laughs> like yeah. sizing, like me and Molly have talked about this all the time. Like yeah. factories are so not down with doing bigger sizes than really? like a large, like it's a fight half the time. Yeah. 
yeah, and it is pretty much about it. What? We've talked about we've talked about how like um like it's the same thing as like sourcing your factories. You can you're doing the most that you can as like a small business. And I think that's all you can ask for somebody who's doing that. Like you launched your business and you have like you were like already like every season we need to expand because that's just what we have to do. And that's like the best you can do when you're starting out. And I don't see like anything wrong with that. Yeah. And it's like, it's the frustrating part for me is like, people will see my following and see like a K in my following and think Mm -hmm. I'm like a big business, but like, it's just me. And like, yeah, I'll get comments all the time that are like, there's no excuse for like not having more sizes and stuff. And it's like, well, all right, like, sure. But like, if you want to know the process, like I'll tell you, and this is why I'm having a hard time. (laughs) And like, Like, I'm trying. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Well, and the thing too is like, so for me, you know, I don't order a ton of units of stuff because I'm so small and factories don't want to like put in the work to grade that many sizes because they're not making that much money off of me. Right. In comparison to like bigger companies. So it's not really worth it to them. So it's like, I have to fight them to like do a certain amount of units that I can push, but also like the amount of sizes that I want. So it's kind of like, it's an accessibility thing like you can't if it's not accessible you you can't do it but like the only people that can are like the like the rich kids who start businesses who just like want to get a quick buck and they're the only ones who can afford that and they don't even care about that when there's somebody like you who like really cares about that like you don't just have a million dollars to start a business right now right and it's like you know I can't buy 5,000 units I don't have yeah, if it's not going to make you money, you're not going to be sustainable. Right, right. And it's also like, you know, like I need people to buy those sizes for it to be worth it to me to keep producing them. Like, yeah, it's and it's important to produce them because it's like I want to be accessible to everyone. But, you know, these factories, like I've gotten so much pushback. I've had to leave factories because it was like I was like, no, I want I need like tights. I needed an yeah. extra large, extra, extra large. And they were like, no <laughs> and I was like all right well bye literally like how like and it's crazy that like that isn't already like just like the standard need dude it was ridiculous they literally were like we can't and I was like what the fuck do you mean you can't like I don't even Sorry. That's- <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it's definitely a work in progress like um, but there's some there's some businesses that don't even have that on like their vision board like they don't even care about like making it accessible which is like why I think it's so important that like people know like that's like the essence of you and like what you want to do with the brand yeah yeah like I want to be accessible to everybody and like I just think it's so fucked up like I saw this TikTok like so long ago and it's so like okay I just was not aware of this being a thing but this chick was talking about how like she would go to the mall with her friends when she was younger and they would like go to all the like stores and she couldn't shop at any of them because they didn't carry her size and then at the end of the day they'd go to like one store that she could shop at and like the stuff wasn't even good and I was like you know I've never experienced that but it's so fucked and like I would never want my store to make someone feel like that yeah like exactly I think it's so it's a disaster like that's so fucked up like I want to make everyone feel beautiful in any way possible like I don't want to make someone feel like that yeah so 
And like, you know, I've talked to people before that are in marketing and stuff and they've been like, well, do you like actually care about that? Or is it just like something that's like people are complaining about or something? And I was like, no, I care because it's like the whole point of my brand is to make everyone feel something like I don't want to be excluding anyone because I can't imagine what that would feel like like yeah. that fucking sucks you know what I mean and so it's like I want people no matter what to be able to wear fun shit you know what I mean like that, that I just can't imagine like that sucks and I don't yeah. want to be a person to do that like so I'm like yeah you know it is a pain in the ass that these factories are giving me kickback but like I gotta do it you know exactly <laughs> I'm like it's a part of the plan like we have to fight with the factory <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so that's why I love you girl that's yeah I mean, that's it, my grant it just pisses me, me off but... yeah that made me love you and your brand even more it's just yeah. I just it pisses me off so much because it's just like so annoying like I and I can't order more units because it's like I just don't have that much like push yet but it's like you know like even you know my woven's factory the reason why I like them is because they worked with me to get to a 16 in those pants like so that's awesome they tried you know what I mean like yeah. they did the best they could with the yeah. amount of units that I ordered and that was appreciated like especially yeah. with those pants like they were a lot of work so I get it yeah but yeah, it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of factories, like especially overseas specifically, it seems like a lot of them aren't willing to put in that work unless you put in a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't seem you know, it's a work it's a work in progress. The factories are always a work in progress. Like I'm still <laughs> waiting to find the perfect one. And it's like a wedding dress. Yeah. You say yes to the fine. manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> say yes to the manufacturer. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I know you, you have to go. Yeah. What? I said I was I was just gonna say I know you have to go soon. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say that's my rant on factories. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Much I yeah. feel like it, it gives like a nice insight that I feel like a lot of people won't know. Because I remember when you were first telling me a bunch of the stuff like that, I was like, I have no idea. Well, that's the yeah. thing. No one knows that stuff. And like, I don't know how to like bring that up or like tell people about that because it's just weird. Like, but no one would know the struggle of that yeah. because no one's doing that except for the designer. So it's right. like, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating too, because, you know, I'll get comments all the time complaining or something, which I don't anymore. But I used to, and it was like, I've always carried these sizes, but you didn't do your research and now you're mad. And it's like, dude, I'm trying the best I can. Yeah. You can only do some progress. So yeah. Yeah. I should probably like make a video about it. I was literally going to say, I, I don't know, this might just be me, but I find all that so interesting. So I I feel like, yeah. And you should definitely share about it because I think I that think also it's... gives a lot of insight into who you are as a business owner and what your brand is and what you stand for. And I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it's very cool. I, I think talk about easier. it. I know, but I think it's easier like telling somebody rather than like yeah. making like, like, here's like, my issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, by the way, <laughs> I fucking hate factories. <laughs> That's They're so annoying. Comments. 
on TikTok. Yeah. That's why it's, it's so easy because it feels like you're talking to somebody. But yeah, I know. I'll just sit behind the camera and pretend you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll just set up a tripod. <laughs> no, definitely. Oh my yeah, gosh. it's also like I tried to make a TikTok talking about this, but like you only have three minutes and I just kept running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a series on it. Yeah, true. I, I thought it was just, it's hard because TikTok is just, it's stressing me out. Molly, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I just like to talk, I guess. I try. <laughs> no, so do I. But I tried to film one this morning and just had a panic attack in the middle of it and was like, mm, I'm done and just close out the app and went. I'll just be like, oh, that was funny. Post. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to record shit though. Yeah, I can't do or anything. I forget at lunchtime and then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm washing my face now. It was just- I forget like, after the first yeah. video. I'm like, also, what do I even do in a day? I have no idea. Like, I'm like, here's my plate. Here's my computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also like, nobody finds this interesting. I do the same thing that every 20-year-old girl, or not 20, but 22-year-old girl does. Like, Some of them eat that up. Oh, they do though. I don't know. Maybe you'll be the 20-year-old they see. I'm not 20, yeah. but yeah. 20 something. <laughs> I hope I'm not 20. That's <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Amanda, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and all of your socials and all of that? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Nissa New York. It's New York is spelled out. Um, and then TikTok, it's Nissa underscore New York. Um, and then the website's nissnewyork.com. Amazing. Crazy. And it's coming. So, yay. Yes. February, I'm hoping. <laughs> it like needs to be. So, perfect. It'll be there. Well, I'll put all the details in the caption below so everyone can shop your stuff and follow you and see yes. coming. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on this week. Sorry, it was like a shit show sure. trying to find a time, but. Oh my god. Very glad we got to record. Yeah, yeah. it's it fun. Thank you. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. You can find us um on all the socials. Um you can find me at Molly underscore Demata on Instagram or at Snickety Buckets on TikTok. And you can find me at Citrus Diaries with three S's on Instagram. And you can find the podcast account at Dear Citrus Diaries. You can also find my website with all the recipes and all the fun things at citrusdiaries.com. And you can also find me on TikTok at Citrus Diaries. And we'll be back next week, next Friday at 9 a.m. with a brand new episode. See ya. Bye.